1: Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Dane Knighton. Dane is the author of four published book and the strategic partner of several seven and eight figure businesses. Thank you for joining me today. Cool, man. Let's do this. So tell me a little bit about your journey. How did you get to where you are today?
0: Um. Okay, cool. So I'll go back because I'm, I'm still pretty young. I'm 21, so... Um, I'll go back to, to I guess, the childhood, right? It's not many years, <laughs> um, even though I don't like to think that way, right? So, act with some urgency. But anyway, so I grew up uh, in South Africa, uh, much like Elon Musk, <laughs> i like to say. Um, but I grew up, actually, relatively poor. Um, I, I lived basically in my cousin's house um, for most of my life, really. Always moved around. At a young age, um, I was living in a room with my mother. We basically had everything repossessed, even the car. (laughs) So it was pretty screwed in South Africa, right? Um, And then mother, father divorced at a young age. Uh, Father basically lived in like a township in South Africa. Uh, I pretty much had a very lonely childhood. Um, I came here, which I'm at now in the UK Um, I came here at nine, (laughs) fresh off the plane, uh, not being able to speak uh, a word of English. Uh, And then eventually after failing in school, uh, I think twice English and being basically addicted to video games. (laughs) as probably most teenagers are. (laughs) Um, And then uh, I think I was around 16 years old uh, or around 15 or 14, whatever. Um, I've got really bad anxiety and Pretty much since then uh, that made the video game addiction really bad. I've got very um, isolated and lonely, I guess um, Which we maybe delve into later at the age of uh, 18 I had really bad Acne i almost killed myself. That was the second time that almost happened um, yeah, It was very very close because I just, I couldn't take it anymore. I was very insecure. And it it wasn't just like normal teenage acne. This was, I went to the dermatologist and I was diagnosed with severe cystic acne. Uh, To give you guys a picture, uh, what that looks like, it's basically um, if you've ever had a blood blister, right? So if you can just imagine that all over your face, uh, you're not always going to be smiling, right? Um, But there's a way I got through that which we might dive, on, dive into, a bit, into a bit later. And then basically for doing that, uh, well, I had really bad cystic acne. I've pumped out about 700 YouTube videos, absolutely free, um, only made one offer. But still, I was broke as hell. <laughs> so and now uh, fast forward a couple of years later um, here. So, yeah, that's that's the quick story.
1: How did you kind of uh, end up writing the four books and making the decision to write the first one?
0: Uh, that's a good question. Um, I guess it just comes down to uh, action, right? So, I mean, a lot of people say like, uh, "I always want to write a book" and "I always want to do this," right? And I just think it's pretty simple if you ask me, right? You just sit down and you start typing, then you start typing again, and. I don't think, I'll be honest with you, the the actual writing per se is not uh, on Stephen King's level, right? It just isn't, (laughs) right? That would be delusional. However, the message and the value that I put into the book and the purpose of the book will far outweigh the investment, right? So if you paid X amount for the book, if you use just one or two things right you'll make 10x even 100x right so that that's why i wrote the book again it's not on stephen king's par
1: right no that's awesome and uh, obviously kind of your field is uh copywriting and obviously storytelling in that sense so i think what what are businesses looking for now or how can businesses really use storytelling especially in this global environment where uh companies are remote and you know uncertainty in terms of the uh, global pandemic
0: that's that's a real good question um so i'll kind of give you a two barreled answer um so the first one um is people don't like if you if we all think about the listeners you and i we all think about our buying, buying behavior right like When do you really click on an ad that's like proper pushy or like real cheesy, right? Almost never. However, I'd say in my personal opinion, um, most of the selling is done before you actually get to the sales page or the sales mechanism, right? Uh, I mean, that's still important, but if you can use storytelling uh, to convey your message in what kind of selling without selling in a non-resistance way right you can actually give someone a new perspective right or an insight however you want to call it and um, you just shift their beliefs and just by shifting their beliefs you can get them basically to buy your product and here's the best part to continue buying your product and you'll increase the lifetime customer value right so you're not just kind of <laughs> if you think of this you're not just going in for the one out stand you're going in for a marriage, right? So that's what storytelling is. is real, real powerful. Um, basically doing identity marketing. Um, and in re- relation to the, the current situation that we're all in, right? Um, one of the best things you can ever do is just reframe a situation. And again, it just brings back the perspective. So, for example, uh, I'm working on a promotion now. For the listeners, if you're doing any marketing or any sales, right, you can actually use this um, this pandemic, if you want to call it that. You can use it to your advantage by saying, "Look, this pandemic's happening, but that's exactly why you need to get in because while everyone's looking the other way, you need to start gazing this way and take the opportunity, right? So just use the reframe.
1: Does that answer your question? No, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I think a lot of people kind of shut down now, but I mean, it, it is, you know, scary and in certain times in terms of the global economy and stuff like that, but you can still position yourself for regardless of what happens after to kind of take the right steps to, when you come out of it, you know, be in a better place.
0: I mean, yeah, for sure. Like uh, a lot of people at this current time have been, you know, laid off, um, however, at the same time, I know a lot of people um, that are hiring things, right? So th- there's always, if you really look for it, right? It's if you have a three-dimensional view of things. I think there's there's always opportunity. Um, I mean, I'm still I'm still probably young and ignorant. I understand, but uh, I think that's true.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's still there still are opportunities, like you said. Some com- companies are laying off some people. hiring but you know really figuring out what you kind of want to do and if you are one of the people laid off maybe pivoting to something or you know a company that you know is more i guess future proof in that sense in terms of uh your job or even you know you may need to switch a career it's kind of doing what you need to do in in the current time
0: yeah yeah yeah. i mean i was was just uh, reading a book last night um And it's called, uh, if the listeners want to get it, it's pretty good, actually. Uh, Sacred Cows by Gareth Gunderson, I think. That's the way you pronounce it. Um, And he was just talking about how, you know, the cause and effect of how money actually moves, right? So, again, money moves to value creation. That's really the effect, right? So if you can find a company and you can create value for them, they will happily reward you. Financially.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's kind of uh, what your value is also. So finding something that, you know, or becoming an expert in something where like you're in- invaluable and you can obviously command the compensation that you feel like you deserve.
0: Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. So what motivates you to succeed? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> I need to steal that question. Um... Uh, it's it's partly uh, background and family Um, so personally I don't really want to ever be where I was when I grew up and yeah I've always kind of acted um, outside of myself right so again with people think you know like your why I guess you could say Um, it's never about me really like if I work uh, whatever it is like 16 hours a day whatever it's to support my family for example
1: no, I agree. And obviously family is a, an important driver and motivations are different for every person. I think they're also different in terms of the stage of life you are. So obviously if you have a significant other, a spouse, children, usually people say it's that. If you're looking for freedom and independence, you know, having a lifestyle that, you know, benefits, it's that. So I think it's what part of your life you're in and, you know, what's right for you at that moment as well. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. So what's one thing you may have seen as a weakness in yourself in the past that you've turned around and utilized as a strength today?
0: Oh, um, well, here's the thing. I, I don't think I'm the, naturally the smartest person. Um, like if you took IQ or anything, like I was never in school, I was kind of like a, uh, geez, I don't know, like an E student, maybe a C student at the best. Um, but I just keep knocking at the door, really. I'd just say, Uh, consistency and just taking action really. So, and like, it it goes back to the reframe to your question, right? So basically anything that's a negative, you can just easily switch it into a positive, right? I mean, for example, uh, I do copywriting, you know? Um, Yes, you need to be good at writing per se. And in my opinion, that's not my strongest part. But one of the best things about copywriting is if you can kind of, if... not exactly true but if you can kind of dumb your writing down so it's very simple to understand so people get your idea immediately and you write like um as in like a you know a third grade you can understand it's way more persuasive right so there you go my i failed english twice in school and now in fact it's actually a good thing (laughs) so just reframe
1: yeah and i think it's uh the audience you're talking to also but like you said Having it uh, being understandable in terms of message and, and clear, um, I've had in marketing clients that are kind of in the legal vertical, so law firms, lawyers, and uh, a lot of the times, depending on the type of law. So if you're doing, you know, criminal defense, usually certain crimes, the IQ level of those criminals are a lot lower. So. You know, if they're looking for a defender, um, you want to kind of make it as simple as possible and, and, and talk, like you said, a third grade level. Whereas if something like white collar crime, you may want to get a little technical or a lot more wordy based on the target audience is now, you know, college educated, usually, you know, corporate professionals.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, it, it all comes back to identifying of your market, right? Like same as storytelling <laughs> and that's what it all comes down to, I guess.
1: I agree. So what's one piece of advice you have for the audience, personal or professional? Personal or professional?
0: Um, one piece of advice and it, it, it goes back to marketing and just uh, life. And I've just my reticular activation system has literally been on this for the last past few months. So I'm pretty excited to share this insight. So, I think it's just getting perspective, right? So, questioning your own assumptions. And whenever there's a situation that's maybe not going well, right? So, for example, I had acne, right? I could have cried about it, I could have been depressed. Okay, sure, I was at times, right? But I had perspective by giving back, right? The moment I think the moment you stop looking at yourself and start giving to others, Right. Then it's basically like a camera instead of like taking a selfie, then you're taking out something else that's a lot potentially better. Right. For others. Um, so yeah, definitely having a new perspective whether it's you having to change your thinking or perhaps getting help uh, from a third party.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think getting that perspective is also becoming or coming kind of in touch with uh, being self-aware. So understanding what are your, you know, limitations, strengths and weaknesses, accepting them and kind of focusing on your strengths and obviously having people around you that can maybe handle the weaknesses. I mean, weaknesses in terms of professional skills. So you may not like to do taxing or, you know, taxes or accounting for your business. Obviously, if you start out, you might need to do it, but then you outsource it or bring somebody in so you can focus on the things you're passionate about and that, you know, you're basically an expert in. Hmm, 100%. So I really appreciate you stopping by today. Can you let the audience know how they can find you?
0: I'm sure. I mean, I do strategic partnerships um, and copywriting as well. So if you're interested in that, um, just go to www.daynighton.me.
1: Awesome. Thanks again for stopping by